You're listening to the Not So Black and White Real Estate Podcast with your hosts, Sir Colin Campbell and Gary A. McGowan. Good day, good day, good day. It's your host, Sir Colin Campbell, here with Gary A. McGowan, and you're tuned into the Not So Black and White Real Estate Podcast. We're on site right now at one of the largest real estate uh, events, the Buzz Conference. You've heard of it, you know the people who are here. And we're sitting down with an influencer in the industry, Eric Wainwright. Uh, Eric, welcome to the podcast. It's good to have you here with us. Tell us why you're sitting in the hot seat today. Yeah, yeah. Thanks very much for having me. Uh, well, I, I certainly would not consider myself an influencer, but uh, <laughs> Stories.com, Stories is the, uh, the company that I oversee, and uh, we are a real estate news site. We cover the Canadian market uh, more than anyone else in, in the industry. We're talking hundreds of, uh, well, over 100 original articles every month. Um, and basically, Virginia and I uh, came across each other because she started sharing more and more of our content to her realtors. We try to present the most sort of unbiased, the most balanced uh, coverage of the market. And she really was interested and thought we were doing a, um, some really great content that more of her audience should uh, be aware of. And she started sharing it on their channels and we got to talking, you know, she, she slid into the DMs and uh, we ended up becoming uh, media sponsors for this particular conference. And it's been great. It's been a great experience. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. And, we're, and we're talking about Virginia Mudd and uh, one of our new Sorry, favorites yes. Yes. as yes. well. Uh, and her podcast, uh, we recorded her podcast and it's out uh, in mid-March. But uh, she, to me and Colin and perhaps yourself, is the ultimate connector. Yeah, sorry, yes. I didn't even introduce her. That's okay. Yeah, 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 no, go right ahead. Yeah, yeah. That's quite all right. Yeah. That's, we just, we just kind of go by the seat of our pants on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so, talk to us about how. Talk to us about the origin or the backstory of Stories.com. Talk sure. to us about that. Sure. So our publisher uh, has uh, been in the uh, PR real estate PR industry for the last twenty years. Uh, runs a successful PR uh, real estate PR company called Branded Communications, and around. Uh, 2015, he started to notice the big shift in demand to digital, uh, and he really didn't feel like there were enough outlets um, serving the industry. So he decided to, um, you know, off the side of his desk at the time, kudos to him, sort of put a scrappy team together and, and started what was then Toronto Stories, just really covering the industry, everything from discussions with realtors to forthcoming projects, development side of things. Um, and over the years, uh, you know, s slowly gained a bit of a following. And then uh, at the beginning of 2020, I came over. Uh, I used to be the managing editor at uh, Daily Hive, which is a okay. national media company, and uh, brought a team member with me. And we hit the ground running. And in the last three years, changed to stories.com. We now have full-time staff out west. We're, you know, we're doing the things. We're trying to, to be the voice of, of real estate across the country. Excellent. Yeah. So you're a media company. That's right. Yeah. Uh, original editors in an age where the attention span is so short right now. Mm -hmm. People aren't reading full articles. They want a you know thirty second you know video on it. How are you staying relevant in the industry? Well, yeah, it's a it's a, it's a good question because it it's very prevalent. But I think that we. I'm going to push back a little and say that our our hope and our goal is to, you know, videos have their place and, and TikTok, you know, there's a reason it's as popular as it is. But we really believe in storytelling, in narrative, and in, in um, 
committing to that level of content. So we're we're not trying to get anyone to come to our site with a fancy headline or, or sort of, you know, whatever, clickbait, trick people in. We're really trying to provide value, whether that's uh, from our editorial team or our sponsored content. It's all about creating and delivering value for somebody reading it. And I think that based on our readership numbers and our average time on page, et cetera, you do get people engaging with the content. I know that the narrative is we're all goldfish now, but we, we really do see on our site that people will spend three to five minutes engaging, reading an article, scrolling to the bottom, really, you know, I, we all, they call it like either the F or the E read. I don't know if you've seen this, but where you enter a, an article and you read the first line, then you sort of come back and skim, yeah. and then you read the middle, and then you read the end. Yeah, sure. Or, or the F, you don't even get to the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we try and do our best to avoid that, uh, you know, by just really telling real stories, covering the market. There's no end to real estate, right? It bleeds into politics, it bleeds into finances. Sure. So the angles are endless and the characters are also endless. So. <laughs> and characters they are. Yeah. <laughs> or so. we are. And, well, it's interesting you say that from a, you know, this is content creation. We're creating or providing value to our listeners and, and viewers and so forth. As much as, as much as people think they are the, the 30 second or the one minute TikTok type style, there's a true, true passion for that long form. So there's, there's a reason why the best or the most listened to podcast is almost two hours long, right? Yes. right? right. Uh, and, and like in your case, uh, your articles provide value and go into in depth and, and is who, let, let me ask, I gotta kind of segue this, this statement to who are your articles written for? Who's your, who's who your, are your clients? Yeah, who are your clients? Yeah, I mean, we, we, we have a strong industry readership, so we have, you know, agents, uh, developers, C-suite, mortgage, you know, what? a lot of people in the industry, uh, we're thankful, pay attention to, to what we're saying, and, and we rely on their expertise to inform some of this content. Uh, and then we have a large consumer side. So sure. I think what we really saw was uh, when I first got in, again, at the beginning of 2020, I sat down with Danny and we had a conversation and he said, look, real estate's really cyclical. You're looking at um, a really competitive and intense spring market. You're looking at a really competitive and intense fall market. The time in between, less so, mm -hmm. right? I don't know if you guys remember, but in spring 2020, the pandemic hit. Yeah. <laughs> and then oh, somebody, yeah. Yeah, yeah. something like that. So then somebody went like this to the real estate market for the next two years, and they just pushed the pedal down. There was, it was, it, he was completely wrong. We, we, there was nothing cyclical. We just went full overdrive for two years. And I think that that really took what was potentially, uh, arguably a niche subject matter real estate and put it at the forefront. Mm -hmm. We are no longer a niche subject matter. We, we only cover real estate and that's important to us to stay in our lane. But with that said, real estate, as I alluded to earlier, touches everything. And now more and more people are interested. They want the right numbers. They want to know who to trust. Trust is a huge thing. Some of the speakers already this morning were touching on it at the conference. You know, trust is super important mm -hmm. and making sure that we're telling the stories as accurately as possible. Uh, is you know is, is absolutely part of our brand. Interesting. So we've no, we know articles in the past is just a it's just a start of you, and a lot of that we were seeing. Um, we've shifted away from informing and educating, 
and your main focus now is we're just going to educate you, we're going to inform you, and we're going to take you down this journey with us. How are you keeping your readers engaged? What is that a particular style you're using where, you know, I'm going to read an article that is five minutes long that I'm going to read to the end and not assume I know how this movie ends? Right. Yeah. So I think that part of that is um, obviously we're very data driven. So we base a lot of our content on audience engagement and reaction. So we don't go barking up the wrong tree more than once, uh, hopefully. <laughs> um, but I think that, uh, as, I, as I said, like there are so many compelling stories, um, no pun intended, it's, it's <laughs> I like it. it happens every time. Um, it's so easy, yeah. it's so easy. <laughs> but there's, you know, there's so many compelling stories. We have so many opportunities to discuss uh, the people in the market and the things that are happening and the city changing. Uh, that's that's taking place right in front of our eyes. And so I think by um, continually finding the right content team, everybody on our team outside of our digital marketer is a journalist, even if they're not practicing journalism right now. We all come at it from a storytelling lens. We want to find the truth, but we all know how to tell that story. And so I think, look, I'm not disparaging the like 30-second TikTok video or the 10-second Instagram reel or... Whatever it is, they all serve a purpose, but if you don't have anything to lead to after that, if there's no follow-up, if there's no depth, I don't know how long it's gonna last for you. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I love the hook, I love the social media hook, but you gotta bring, bring it to something thorough and, and cohesive, and that's what we try to do across our coverage is, oh, you liked the, the headline of, um, I was saying to you guys earlier, uh, before this, that the most popular story for us this week has been uh, about the, the amendments to the foreign buyer ban. Yes. I mean, the foreign buyer ban was a huge deal in Canada, it created a lot of... Um, Waves. Well, two different yeah. sides, yes. yeah. yeah, feeling strongly. Exactly. And, uh, you know, we're not even three months into it, and the government's amendments. already making amendments, four significant amendments. I mean... That's a really interesting story, whether you're... Uh, For or against. Yeah, yeah, yes. There's a lot of ways to go, but you need the information to have an informed argument, right? It's, no, I, I like it, and that's kind of where I wanted to go with this conversation, too, is is how, how do you keep yourself in tune with the, the latest trending uh, articles or uh, topics that you need to touch on? What do you guys do to stay in tune with that? You almost need to almost be ahead of the curve in some cases, yeah? Yeah, no, I mean, we, we really cultivate our, our sources in the industry. Yeah. Um, we have an, an entire article, or sorry, a category dedicated to insiders. Um, we rely on those people in the rooms who aren't allowed to say what happens in the rooms, giving us a hint or, or saying, hey, yeah. this is something... You know, without putting names on it, this is something we're really hearing um, happening right now. Um, you know, for instance, we had people lined up before the amendments were made. We had a whole article we were going to do on how unhappy the a, a certain number of people were with the foreign buyer ban and how it was stopping them from getting true development through. So, yeah, we really rely on those on our readers in some ways. Um, yeah, and obviously we read a ton, we pay attention to what's happening, and again, it's just it's data-driven information. So we see where something's taking off and we we try to get there. But yeah, if we're 
If we're good, we're leading it too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot perhaps. Is there, is there a topic or an article that you've published? We're not already on the spot. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Even more. Uh, is, there, is there a topic or article you published that you thought, yeah, you know, good, good content and we're happy to provide value. And all of a sudden it kind of blew your socks off. Everybody wanted more of it or you took you by surprise perhaps. Yeah, we've, we've had a few. Um, I think... The internet is a wonderfully random place, <laughs> and so yes. we, we uh, we're lucky in that the major the vast majority of our traffic is a combination of direct traffic and uh, organic search. Sure. So it's not a lot of social media, uh, you know, click in, click out. But occasionally that does happen and things take off. So a few years ago, we wrote about um, an, a, a spa opening in Whitby that just like. <laughs> what? Like it didn't make any sense I at all. It. We were like, yeah, this spa, like we like spas, whatever, you know, like literally the definition of a slow news day on the real estate side. And tens of thousands of people were like, yes, like what? tens of thousands of shares on Facebook. We we're like, what is, it's, you know, it's a spa. I love it's it. a spa. And then, and then unfortunately the pandemic hit, spa didn't, I don't even know if it's open yet. Oh, like it was, oh whoa. Yeah. So I think it is. You need to do some is. magic again. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I love stories like that where it just kind of kind of it does it comes out of left or right field you don't even know yeah and so let me ask this and sorry sorry dear gear because obviously in we were at a disruption conference here at buzz and it's just being disruptive and how things will become disruptive we're starting to see the disruption of chat gpt mm -hmm. um my son is going to school for animation and illustration he's concerned what his future looks like yeah. here right they're also saying a lot of writers might be out of business with that. Yeah. How are you utilizing this tool in your business right now? And how are you adapting it for the future? Well, I think that my personal experience with ChatGPT and, and uh, you know, I, I have an English uh, literature degree. I, my background is in... Um, content creation, writing, editing, uh, journalism, I can't just so say it, man. I, just no, say I can't, it. I can't, I can't sit here and tell you that like, I think GPT is going to put us all out of work because I'm, I'm speaking against, yeah. and my personal experience now is just that it will be more editing than writing. So if you need a template, you, you tell sure. chat GPT to do it. Hey, uh, you know, I need a, 500 words on um, this particular topic they you know it pumps it out at the level that I'm seeing it now it needs a crazy amount of work before I would ever put something like that out yeah but it gets it gets things going mm -hmm, um, yeah. I, I don't see it at this point you know ruining a, a, a full-time staff writer position Beautiful. I see it more as an intern Mm -hmm. But, you know, we're all seeing how quickly these things are moving. I, I mean, ask me in five years when they take my job. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you know. We start seeing more podcasts from, from the team. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, and we talked about, uh, we've talked about this with some of our other guests. It, it, it just becomes one more tool. And, and yeah. how, how well we use that tool is up to us. In a sense. That's right. And if, if you... If you want to use it to put writers out of work, uh, you, I suppose you could. But I'll tell you right now, it's, it's, I haven't seen it to a point uh, that it, it would pass. Right. Beautiful. Yeah. 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 And, and I worry, too, 
I don't know where all the information is coming from. So it will at times give you a, a breakdown, but a lot of it is, it might not be plagiarism, but it's like sort of a, a convenient amalgamation of a lot of different people's words that <laughs> That's right. are a little like, uh, yeah. yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah. I um, think what is even needed for something like these AIs that are writing or even writers, right? It's almost an algorithm. And I don't know, maybe this is the business right now that we're going to create. Sure. An algorithm that decides whether this writer is left-leaning, right-leaning towards the center. How accurate is this person? Is it speculation? Are they more attack dogs versus, you know, uh, facts versus opinion? I think as we move into the industry of consuming information in your industry, we will see something like that evolve soon. So it's almost a score. Like this writer, they're always down the middle. They're very, they, they go after both sides. They're very factual. It's not a lot of opinion here and you're getting the hardcore truth here. Well, I think what you're touching on is, is the human ex lived experience. I mean, that's what you're never gonna get with a computer or yeah. artificial intelligence. I mean, people have a background. They get to a point of view for a reason. Uh -huh. uh, and even if that point of view is, I'm a hard nose down the, down the middle, uh, you know, I don't lean one way or another, even that itself is based on lived experience and what they bring to the table. Yes. And so I think that taking the, the personal and, and the human out of the, the writing is, I don't want to say, well, it's kind of dangerous in terms of the information you're consuming. You don't know where that's coming from. Mm -hmm. It's just a collection of thoughts that some computer put together. Yeah. Yeah. So as we kind of wrap up here, I'd love to know a little bit or look into the future of, of stories.com and and where, you know, what, what do you have on the horizon for us or for, for its viewership and readership? Yeah, I think this year we're, we're pretty focused on um, growing nationally. So Excellent. again, we're, we're um, really interested in, in the West and the East Coasts. Um, you know, Ontario is uh, and will continue to be our castle, but uh, we'd, we'd like to to develop elsewhere. And then I think I've, I've always been a huge proponent of newsletters. Um, I think it's an opportunity. Think about how excited you used to be to get, or I did, to get the mail. Like when I was growing up, the mail, it was never for me. <laughs> and I was so into it. And now it's the only way to really reach someone directly um, in a, um, you have to come to stories.com for us to engage. Right. The newsletter is my only way to, to sort of get to you, right? Now, I can't dictate when you open that or anything. I'm not trying to, but I get to, you've invited me into your space, and I like that we have that opportunity, that trust, and so I want to develop the newsletter program as much as possible and really segment it so that you're getting the type of real estate news you want. Maybe you're a commercial, resident, uh, commercial guy and you're a residential guy. We can segment that and give you the appropriate content that you want, and you Excellent. can engage with it on your own time. So that's what we're focused on. I like year. it. So like Interesting it. that you say that. So because obviously a lot of the news that you put out is real estate related. As a real estate re uh, agent, real estate professional, how do I incorporate now your news into my newsletter? Mm -hmm. So we always encourage, um, whether you're in the industry or not, to use our content in, in your own content marketing approaches. So 
as I said, we're a team of journalists. Everything we're trying to do is about the integrity of our brand and the integrity of our news. So you should know that we're a reputable source. And, and if you want to take our insights and share them with your audience, that's the dream. That's the goal, right? Whether it's on TikTok and you got the green screen in the back scrolling through, whether you're sending in your newsletter saying, hey, this is new news that's out and mm -hmm. this is a viable source, that's that's a great it's there for the taking, if you will. I like it. Yeah. And and you just gave me a great idea, which we'll talk about off camera. So stay tuned. Uh, <laughs> here's here, we, we should wrap up with this. Uh, remind everybody how to get a hold of you, the website and, and the like. Yeah, it's uh, stories.com, S-T-O-R-E-Y-S, -E like uh, 10 stories high. Um, come on, see what we're talking about. Uh, check us out on our social channels. and. Uh, keep up to date on real estate news in the country. Excellent, excellent. We've all probably been to the website if you're in real estate, but I want, I, here's what I challenge everyone, make it a habit of going there, uh, whether it's daily, weekly, uh, consume your content. Hourly. Hourly, yeah. minutely, uh, <laughs> visit the spa. And, uh, <laughs> that's right, that's right. <laughs> there you have it, my yeah. friends. Uh, Thanks for having me on, yeah. this is great. So that's Eric Wainwright, of course that's your Colin Campbell. I'm Gary McGowan, and we'll see everybody in the next episode. And goodbye for now. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to click the subscribe button so new episodes will automatically be downloaded to your device. Please help us reach more people by leaving a rating and a review on your podcast player of choice. Now go make it an amazing day for somebody.